That's what she said. <laughs> Welcome to the 123rd edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, David Udo, and we're recording on the Monday evening in the middle of the international break. Arsenal's previous game was the away defeat at Manchester United, whilst they next play this coming Saturday when they entertain Southampton. As for our panel, it's one of those rare occasions when the so-called classic lineup from the early days of the Guna podcast are all available. So let's reacquaint ourselves with the legends that are. Firstly, he's often in either Spain, Germany or Brazil, but tonight he's back in North London. We've no idea whether he's still citing Arsenal players in the environs of NW3, but he will doubtless shoehorn in anyone he has accosted since his last appearance. It's a warm welcome to the man formerly known as Mustafa Goldstein, but once again reverted to Don Sebastiano. Am I? I didn't know that. That's what my script says. No, no, I'm Mustafa Goldstein. Uh, <laughs> Since anyway, that, that was quite an intro, that. I that's a lot to live up to, that. Um, next up, he's usually at some marketing conference in Oslo, Madrid or Budapest. If Arsenal had as many points as he has air miles, the title would be sewn up already. Mm. Here to confirm, it's not all glamour in the world of the media. It is a, d- a delight to welcome back Mr Mark Ollington. Hello one and all, I hope you're all very, very well on this um, lovely morning, afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to it, in podcast land. Finally, his column in the most recent issue of the Guna sparked a couple of emails in protestation at his attack on the, on the people of Poland when he, went into, when he went into one about the booing of God Save the Queen at the recent Wembley International, which saw England qualify for Brazil 2014. It's safe to say in the supposed one-day referendum on membership of the European Union, his vote is heading straight for the let's get the hell out box. Henry Kissinger, he ain't. It's hello to the Highbury spy, Mr. Steve Ashford. I wish I could deny all that. <laughs> uh, those of you listening at home, I'm so glad this wasn't recording for an hour before we started. So, let's start with the last game played and the unfortunate defeat at Old Trafford. Arsenal, still top of the table, but what does the game tell us about Arsenal's chances of topping the pile next May, Mr. Goldstein? Well, I, I've got to say, I, I, after the game, I comforted myself with what I thought before the game. In fact, before the, those three games, Liverpool, Dortmund and Man U, and I told myself as a fan, if we get six points out of those three in both competitions, I will be happy with that. So, you know, you can't, look, we were on a really good run there, and it was going to come to an end, and I thought, well, you know, Old Trafford's the sort of place runs come to an end. I need not even mention one certain diving, cheating, Rooney scumbag, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I still can't get over that, that moment where the ref gave that penalty when the 49ers were about to win their 50th match. Terrible. Mike so, Wiley, wasn't it? Oh, oh, it was just, I can't remember who it was, but it was, I nearly used the word we're not meant to use. Um, but yeah, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> and what do you think the, the defeat Old Trafford tells us about our chances of topping the, the, the league uh, come the end of the season? I, I, so I, look, right now we're at a, a real point where Southampton next is a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, win that game and, it, and get back to business as usual for this season, yep. um, we can win the league. But, and it's a big but, is did that expose that we you know we did miss Rosicki and Murtasacker in that game I, I really felt like Rosicki had been running around tackling chasing Flamini had just come back and he wasn't really match fit so he's taken off a bit early but 
Rosicki has been working his balls off. So, um, and Murtasak has been a real revelation as well. He, he suddenly turned into the next Tony Adams. So, uh, you know, I think um, we're, I'm still optimistic that we're going to be there or thereabouts because um, mm. we, we've had such a good start to the season and we, we seem to have just found that little bit of quality. Obviously, Ozil, who didn't play well, um, even when he's not playing well, mm. there's something, you know, having a player of that quality in the side. But um, I won't go into the obvious next question. Um, we'll, we'll leave that. Or let someone else have it. Uh, Mr. Well. Mr. Ashford, when the final whistle went, did you turn into Fraser from Dad's Army, running around saying we're doomed, we're doomed, over again, throwing your car keys at the, the TV, screaming Wenger out, Wenger out? Were you thinking, oh, fine, we'll stuff Southampton in a fortnight? What's, what's happened? Neither, neither of those things, actually. Like, I was incredibly, incredibly depressed and, and angry and upset. <laughs> I knew that that run, with that magnificent run, 15 out of 14 out of 15 games, mm. was going to have to come to an end at some stage. And I would have put money on it happening at Old Trafford. I'm not saying that that, that means we've gone back to you know previous seasons and we've been found out. I mean, you know, as soon as we play a big team, we're going to lose because Dortmund kind of mm. put an end to that kind of thought. But Man United, they weren't even a good side. No. I didn't think they were a good side at all. And, ever, and we, we were without Mertesack and Rizicki, as Basti says. And there's two players we can afford less to do without at the mm. moment. It's Rizicki and Mertesacker. Rizicki because of the energy he brings and the, yep. you know, the vibrance and carrying the ball into the opposition half. Mertesacker because the whole defence just revolves around him and he just organises it all. Having said that, United, as they always do when we play up there, put all of their men behind the ball and waited for a penalty or a dead ball or a corner to you know get their winning goal which they always do so apart from that 8-2 you know we all they do up there is defend against us and they always win and it, and it happened again that's what made me really really furious but long term I think we're better than Man United so once the anger subsided I just thought right come on let's go and do it let's go and win the next 14 games and let's carry on as we have been since last March. Mark, losing 1-0 to a shit team like Manchester United, I mean, we're not going to win the league, are we? It's going to be last day of the season away at Norwich, praying that we win 1-0 and scrape fourth place at the very most, isn't it? What depressed me about that game the most, David, was that not at any point were we really in the game. I know we only lost 1-0, but from the time in it that game kicked off, I did not think we were ever going to score a goal. And that's what depressed me the most. And you know what? I think Steve's right in what he in what he says. I think it's not you know it hasn't gone back to last season. But what worries me is um, as you mentioned, Rizicki, Murtasaka, both got um, the flu for this game. And then once again, Ramsey got put out to the wing, where he had his worst game all season. And as the game went on, Ramsey got more and more on the flanks and become more and more ineffectual. And uh, is our squad really that thin? And we all saw what happened to Ramsey last season when he was on, on the wing. He's terrible there, but that's where he played for the entire game against Man United and he just didn't have a good match at all. And what worries me is one or two injuries and we seem to like go back to worm um, type. And um, yeah, I was just a bit depressed because not at one point in that match that I think we could ever kind of get a win. And that Liverpool game was fantastic. The Dortmund match when really we come really strong second half really when Dortmund were a better team that's the way to play football yep. and I was buzzing before the game and as Steve said this is not a typical Man United team they're getting a few points now but there's, when you look at that team sheet 
It's not like the Man United of old where you go, I'm scared of him, I'm scared yeah. of him, I'm scared of him. No, not at all. The front line's good. Yeah. But apart from that. Apart from Rooney. Apart from Rooney. And Van Persie. And Van Persie, and to a certain extent, Jones. Yeah. Who were Man United? Exactly. I wouldn't stop any of their players for hours. I agree. And, and the, you know, yeah, you're yeah. right. I would swap right Robin Van Persie for Nicholas Bentner. Oh, of course you would. Yeah, and yeah. there was that, that right at the end, where Sanya whipped in that really good cross. Um, oh, yeah. The thing is, Giroud is the sort of player. Giroud? You have to say it like Wenger does. Giroudo, if you will. Giroud. Uh, he, he just—he he seems to sort of always play a half a second behind the game. He's—I think he's really good at controlling the ball. He's, he's a good footballer, mm. but he's not—he's not sharp, and he's not—he's not one second ahead of the game. He's always one behind, sort of thing. And, uh, and Bent is just a fucking joke. We'll come back to centre forwards in a minute, please, Mr. Rollington. No, and that's it, really. So after the game, yeah, I was like Steve. I was really, really down because we didn't show up. I know we had some mm. flu in the team and this, this and that. But as Steve says. Man United each season they we tactically they they get us they they, they do put Every them behind, behind the ball. Just put everyone behind the ball and they still win. But I thought with the Moyes things might be a little bit yeah. different. But yeah. no, they set themselves up the um, same, and we played into them exactly the same way as we always do. And what was even sadder than that was we played with a sense of fear. And we've yeah. played with a sense of fear all season. Yeah, like you've gone into absolutely. games being really positive. We've taken the game to a lot of teams, and that's what really upset me after that match. We were never in it. Mm, you're right. Harsh but fair, sad but true. Uh, for me, one of the main points you raised was that uh, even before Man United scored, we didn't because though we were going to score at all. It was it was unfortunately overly reminiscent of the, the Borussia Dortmund game in the sense that we nicked a goal from our one and only real chance in that game prior, you know, up until yeah. the point we scored that goal. Um, but when United scored theirs, it was like, well, what are we going to do? All we had was Giroud up front, who's played every minute, and the well, poor guy's think, absolutely I knackered. Playing, I think playing Flamini and Arteta, and Arteta does not work. Arteta and Flamini in the middle at any game does not work at all. There's one or the you other. You play with one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Ashford, that's next on my list after right. we We're going to start okay. at, the, at the, the top of the team okay. and work down. Basti, you started a, a few minutes ago. I mean, let's face it, Giroud has had to play every single minute. Um, if anyone's listening and has seen Yaya Sonogo anywhere, please let us and the police know. We just want to know that he's safe. He's gone. Uh, Ju Young Park does exist, but let's face it, more chance of me playing up front than him. All we've got is Nicholas Bentner. Um, do we need a new striker in January? Are we going to try and get one? So tell me, Mr. Well, Goldstein. Well, Ask think, from. No, What's we've going got, on? We've got Nicolas Spentner, the future Real Madrid or Barcelona striker. So <laughs> what are we worried about? You know, um, according to today's Evening Standard, that's the, where he'd like to go. The greatest striker that ever lived, says his tattoo. He's, he's not. He's just not. Uh, 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 we do need a striker, big time. And we. I, I like Giroud. I like the way. I like him. He's, the way I see it is. He's like an Alan Smith. We need an Ian Wright. You know, um, he can hold the in ball up. Dreams. He can hold the ball. In well, his dreams. Well, no, he's not as good. Maybe not exactly the same as Alan Smith. Smudger was a, you know, all hail Smudger Absolutely. forever. Uh, I'll never forget that goal in the Parkham Stadium, which, which I was happy enough to be there that day. Oh, fucking hell, that was good. Um, Nothing you realised he could keep with his left foot until oh, that night, well, could you? It was just, <laughs> oh, I don't, I still, could I'm you still, see Jerry scoring a goal like that? Uh, I he, he, he could score one. Where's Podolski? Do, do you know by what, the way, there what's happened to Podolski? That's a fair question. There is a statistic because Podolski can score. He's scored some great goals. He, he was out for three weeks after he got injured earlier on in the season, and since then, I think it, well, him and Sonogo are camping. He's yeah. ripped. He's, he, he's torn his hamstring, isn't he? Literally, Podolski. He's back. I think he's back after the international break. 
It's not a case of Wilshireitis, is it? Is Lewandowski no, no. a possibility in January? No. He's available on a free transfer this coming summer. Um, he can't sign a pre-agreement with Bayern München until January. Uh, no, with anyone until January. He can't sign for Bayern München until June because they're in the same league. If Borussia Dortmund want to make any money, they can sell him in January to a foreign club. So, but the thing is, if he plays for Bayern Munich or Man City, he might not get a game every week, whereas if he plays for us, he, he would. So maybe that, that's, I'm praying that something like that might swing a player our way. I reckon yeah. that if, if it was made known that, that they were willing to sell Lewandowski to a foreign club, Chelsea and Man City would be in there like a shot. Yeah, but would Lewandowski want to play for them? Because is he going to get a game every match? I mean, he's going to be sitting on the bench. Uh, with us, he can play with Ozil, he can play with, he's got, his t- he's got you know, a uh, couple of Germans there. I think we're more likely to get Man City's cast-offs than we are to get Lewandowski. Uh, that's what we're talking no, about. That's a bad thing. Well, we need something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We need a world-class striker who scores goals. I mean, the thing is, we haven't replaced Robin van Persie. No, we haven't. We, we need someone who's Ian Wright, Robin van Persie. And the trouble with Giroud is he doesn't make his own goals. We've always had strikers that made their own goals. And Henri, to a certain extent, Ian Wright, Alan Smith. Van Persie, even. As a buy all. Even as a buy all made his own goals. That's a very good point. Van Persie made his own goals. Giroud, it always has to come from a cross or a through ball. More often than not a cross or a cutback. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Giroud make a goal himself and score it himself. No, he was involved in the... In the uh, wasn't he involved in the Wilshire goal? The, the Wilshire goal? Yeah, he, yeah, he did the last... He, he did two of the touches. He I made think. the goal for Wilshire, but he's, he hasn't really made one for himself. No. Well, even if that's the case, I think, you know, he's been... Compared to last season, he's been a different player. But what worries me about him, I think the guy's come on leaps and bounds... But he still only really scores against the lesser teams. I know he scored against Tottenham. To me, they're a lesser team. So that doesn't change that, that fact. Mm-hmm. But apart from the goal against Spurs, I tell you if, if I'm wrong, has he scored against like, he a top six, against, seven no, team? Yes. And he's only scored one goal out of London. And whilst we're on Giroud, can I just say, because it's traditional... I like the guy, by the way. I want to say that. I like the guy. Oh, oh, that was leaps and bounds. That but, must have been something. But it's traditional, right? for me to come out and name drop that yeah. I did meet Giroud in Hampstead High Street three weeks ago. Is he a very handsome man in real life? He, he, do you know what? I'm getting older because he just seemed like this, he, almost like very young. They all look the same. They, they all very same. young but I gave him a copy of my book Hampstead Faces by Emmanuel Mustafa Gosti <laughs> which uh, it, it really is a book that really exists that you really can buy at Waterstones either in Finchley Road or Hampstead but I just thought I'd plug that one and it does have Patrick Vieira and Cesc Fabregas in it and lots of Arsenal references throughout so uh, do go a good Christmas stocking filler Hampstead faces. But uh, what did he think of your book, Basti? Well, he sort of looked at me. He was getting fo- photographed by obviously a French magazine or something, yeah. and they were across the road photographing me. I just went over and I said, Oh, hello. I said, Hello. And I introduced myself and said, I just thought I'd give you a copy of my book. It's got Sesc and Patrick Vieira in it. I'm a big Arsenal fan, blah, blah, blah. And he just sort of looked at me blankly as I was a complete raving lunatic. And so I went, oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I left him alone after that, rather than stalk him around the high street, which, which is what you'd have done, Steve. Good. No, I don't, I don't talk to any foreign Arsenal <laughs> Not foreign Arsenal oh. players, but any Arsenal players, to be honest. I remember um, I met Tony Adams once, and I just got all tongue-tied, tongue-twisted. My legs shook, and I just kind of cowered away. That's and funny, because Tony thing. Adams, he always put, he put me at real ease. He was yeah. a very relaxed sort of fellow. Yeah. I've come across three players. Um, Perry Groves was a complete and utter <laughs> bastard. 
in the sense this was an end of season dinner at the Emirates and um, we go up to the bar at the same time and I'm like oh go on Perry you know your Perry goes of course you can he sort of taps on the shoulder says thanks mate turns around and says can I have 746 pints of lager 232 bottles of wine and a shot please something like that and there's me just waiting for one pint of Cronenberg so don't like um, don't like Perry I um, like Perry I like him for doing exactly that I think unbelievable great wonderful I'm sorry, I knew you'd been on his side one is Perry Groves I'm still like a kid. They're still my idols, and you know, I just, I just don't. Well, I just Funnily enough, I feel like that yeah. about the Beatles. Yeah, right. Yeah. But two of which are dead, and the other two I've never met. If yeah. I met them, I'd go all completely weird. Yeah. But with Arsenal players, especially now, I used to feel more. But especially now, they're, they're, they're like twenty years younger than me. And when you be, you bump into them, it's like you know. Well, Patrick Vieira, I'm still a bit in awe of when I meet him. I, said, well, I, I did meet I did meet Ray Parler once. I did conjure up the, the courage to actually speak to him and I said do you ever the Guna Ray and he went oh is that, is that the one that the supporters club produced I said no it's, it, it's the, the best selling one oh that's said, annoying no, I've never seen that one. Oh, that's so <laughs> oh, annoying no. yeah. oh so, that's so annoying and that was only about 10 years ago the editor of the Guna sitting over there he is actually smiling he's writing a suicide note <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, uh, Mr. Rollington, you were saying with regards to Arsenal up front. Yes. No, no, I, I, I what I had to say. Like, I like Giroud. He's, you know, he's, he's come on very, very much, but he's not the answer, is it? And my theory, Mr. Wenger, is that he see Podolsi coming back or Theo coming back as a viable option and won't go out and splash a cash in January, which would be a disaster. He's got he, will. To. he will. He will. He's got he to. Will. The only yeah. thing is, will someone take Bentner off our hands? I mean, he really wants to go. Uh, I, I know Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona will not take him off our hands, nor will Man City, Chelsea, Man United, or anyone. Someone will, though. Crystal Palace, Palace didn't even Palace fucking Palace or West Ham. No, they did, but we stopped yeah, it at the last moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. Still was set up, we pulled down. Someone will. What, pa- 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 Palace got Ch- Chamak and Bentner. That's, I, mean, I was all set to give Bentner the benefit of the doubt this season. I was, all, I was, I was prepared to, to get behind him, you know, cheer him on, you know, yeah. not slag him off, support him. Every time he speaks to the paper, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get away from Arsenal. They ruined my, my career move when I was going mm. to Crystal Palace. I wish I didn't have to come back. He says it on the morning of the, of the Man United game. After, he's just dawdled through 90 minutes against Chelsea, when, it, quite frankly, it was a total embarrassment. Yeah. And after that Chelsea game, he should never play for Arsenal again. No, Not it's, again. it's terrible. Uh, just well, get him off our band. Well, well yeah, OK, off. based on our current squad then, I mean, uh, Bentner is who he is. I think we've established that he probably doesn't want to be at the club and we'd be better off without him. I mean, but uh, until January, or not Arsenal being Arsenal, midnight on the 31st of January, if we're lucky, and um, uh, your guy on Sky Sports starts wetting himself... Um, what we're going to do if God forbid Giroud does break his leg this no because he's injured at the moment you told me he's he coming back be... after this break who Podolski yeah. so that was my understanding back. but uh, according no, we've to we've got to buy someone we've got to buy someone no, but what, what we can do between now and, now and January and as well, far as I'm concerned it's only six weeks we've got Ju Young Park someone out of position or we're going to have to open pray that Yaya Sonoda wasn't Podolski a centre forward though before he was emotional left winger no he was always played on the, the left hand side of attacking three uh, yeah. in a 4 2 three, why one. don't we ask Arsene Wenger yeah, and I, uh, it just happens that I am here and I will do what I do against Tottenham and uh, other players instead of having four defenders I will have eight defenders and what we do if we do not have a Giroud uh, uh, we will put I think uh, use some mental strength and we will have maybe six attackers but what we do is we have six midfielders who all play in attack so what you're saying is what West Ham have been doing recently and yeah. playing with the um, Spain is it for Six. 
Yeah, but I'm not worried because Giroud has a lot of resilience, so I do not think we will have a problem. We'll come back. Uh, well, I think it's a, a, a slightly beneficial thing that Benicophobia has started to run again. Because let's face it, who is Benicophobia? Well, um, we've got Chubber Oh, yeah, we've got as well. Benic a phobia. He's a centre forward. He's 20 years old. He was doing quite well. He was on loan at Mill last year. Sounds like a mental illness. Is he an Arsenal player? Yeah. I've never heard of him. Benic a phobia. Someone suffering from Benic I've heard of Chuck Upon. Is that what he's called? Uh, Tuba Akpom. Tuba Akpom. But um, in fairness, uh, yeah, me, me and Mr. Goldstein have, have just decided what we're going to be singing on the next podcast. Chickapom. Chickapom, Chickapom. Uh, okay, look, uh, so let's face it, anyone gets injured between is, now is and then. Is he good? Chickapom. Chubakpom, I've only seen him a few times. Oh, wait, can I say, Mr. Gnabry, Gnabry, I can't say. Gnabry, he's good, it's isn't he? It's Gnabry, it's Gnabry, Gnabry. He actually Gnabry. said it himself. Hey, Gnabry. He actually said it in a Twitter, yeah. in a Twitter thing that he was on, yeah. and he actually said it's Gnabry. He pronounced it. Well, I tell you what, yeah. he's, I like Gnabry. I think he's got a bit of. Yeah, I like it as well. I think he's got a bit of what we need. And I think we'd have done better if we'd have had him at Old Trafford. Instead of Flamini, he had he, he had the flu, didn't he? Yeah. So he was on no, the bench. Of course, a bit. They yeah, all had the flu. When they all had the flu, we looked better. Apparently, had a, had a runny bum. God, we yeah. had a bit of uh, Tottenham. Did we stay in a hotel there? Uh, yeah, I don't think we stayed. Did in, we suffer uh, from Tottenhamitis? It was it wasn't the Marriott in the Docklands. You know, it's a bit of a trek to Manchester. Did we look better when he came on? But check a pop. Yeah, yeah. No, no, check a pop. Check a pop. Check a pop. song, couldn't we? We're digressing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Let, let, let's face it. If God forbid Drew gets injured uh, on on uh, this coming weekend, we're, we're going to be fucked up front until December. Okay, let's well, say. Never mind that, David. Is there is there an argument for resting him this weekend? Because he would have played two tough games for France against Ukraine. Possibly France would have lost. Mm. I mean, is there, a, is there a chance for just maybe putting someone else up? Well, do you remember what we did a couple of years ago? We played Stoke at home, and because Van Persie played every minute of every game, uh, he was rested and started on the bench. We had to put Chamak up front. 72 minutes gone, nil-nil. Chamak had technically been on the pitch. Van Persie comes on, gets Yeah, comes on, scores a goal, gets substituted straight away. Thank yeah. you for doing your bit. You, fuck off to Palace, yeah. is essentially yeah. uh, how it went. I mean, yeah. that's how it's going to be with Olivier, isn't it? If we stick Nicholas uh, Bentner up front. I wouldn't play Bentner. I've, there must be someone. Yeah. Who play, can't, play, you just, can't you just put? Uh, why don't you just for a laugh play Aaron Ramsey up front? Yeah, just put or, anyone or, up there. Or, 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 or Jack Wilshire or something. Or just, or just, just try it. Just say, don't yeah. score a goal, well, youngster. Well, to be I mean, fair, they play five a side. They score goals in that. Why really, can't you just do it? Because you haven't scored for six weeks anyway. So it would, would it matter? Exactly. Ramsey's more likely to score than Giroud. Yeah. Yeah. Play the um, yeah. Spain strikerless formation. Yeah. Two four yeah. zero. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And literally walk the ball. Actually, walk if we do that, in. walk the ball into the goal. Wenger yeah. can retire because he's finally achieved well, it. And that way, you can have Rizicki, you can Arteta, have Ramsey, all of them. I'll take out the whole lot, right? Just a really like ping, 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 ping goal like that. Uh, well, okay. Well, that's that sorted out. I'm just going to cross that question out. And there's always but set pieces you can score a goal from. Like Mertesacker can get a header from a corner. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not. That, yeah. He doesn't do it that often. He does it in big matches. Sometimes. Yeah. And, what, and talking of Saturday's game, why is Santi Cazorla flying all the way to Equatorial New, New Guinea or somewhere stupid like that? And last week, this week to South Africa with Spain. But then coming back for Arsenal, they'll drop him off on Thursday. Here he is, you know, he, he complained against South Africa. That Africa's is one problem we've got is... It's like Wenger said, he said, these internationals, he said, it's like someone borrows your luxury Mercedes, 
They drive it with the wrong petrol up to the top of the mountain. <laughs> and when it breaks down, they say, uh, my car's broken down, your car's broken down. Um, it's got the wrong petrol in it. It's at the top of a mountain. Do you want to go and pick it up? Yeah. That's what international football is. No, I, li I like <laughs> it. I like that. Said. Yeah. When did you say that? It's very oh, good. Two or three years ago. But they think he's. Well, he was fed up. All these players like coming back. But um, by the way, your, your set pieces theory, Mark. Um, the problem is most of our players. If you look at Cazorla, Wilshire, Arteta, they're all about three foot tall. So you're not going to get any like you know. Apart from basically the stick the BFG up front. Sit the BFG up front, start yeah. putting on balls in. Sam Allardyce will be watching that with a boner, thinking, dear Christ, this is sexy football. And, and, and oh, Koscielny's, he's useful. For the, uh, he always nearly scores from a set piece. He does. Uh, he does. He made a kit, didn't he, for France? Isn't recently. it a little bit worrying that that's the fourth ridiculous, uh, needless penalty he's given away this so year. far this Why year? Why has the Malin suddenly become sort of from captain? Remember that first game? I think I was sitting next to you, mm. Steve, and he scored that blinder. It was like, for oh, Malin, this is the future. Mm. It's just, mm. he's gone into beating. He's been rubbish for the last three seasons. How does that happen? He was good for one season. Injuries, I think. Injured for the second season. Third season, he was average. Then rubbish for the fourth season. Fair, he didn't play that badly in the last couple of games he's played. No, he's been The funny thing is about Vermeil is... Very if handsome you, man, though. If ever you... If ever you... Nice bird. I had him in my column, didn't I? Yeah, yeah exactly. Not first. literally. I did quite a picture of him in my column. <laughs> That's why um, he played so badly. Yeah. His missus has been banging the highway. Would you like to literally yeah. have her in your column? I'd love to have her in my column. Hey! Now, I forgot what I was going to say now. I bet you something about Vermeil. No, Man United. Sorry if ever you, read, lady if ever you read Man United, if ever you go behind enemy lines, for some unknown reason, he's the player they want in their back four. The Ooh, the Marlin. Yeah. Discuss. <laughs> it's not really the same as us getting <laughs> Sylvester off Man United, no. is it? This podcast is in desperate need of a new question. If they want to do a swap <laughs> for Phil Jones, I'm on, I'll take that. Okay, actually, a point that you raised slightly earlier on, Steve, with regards to um, the oh. midfield. Yeah. Uh, and the way that we lined up in the Manchester United game. Uh, when everyone's fit, in terms of our central midfield players, yeah. and it's 4-2-3-1, you've got Wilshire, you've got Arteta, you've got Flamini, you've got Ramsey. Is the Arteta-Flamini axis the best for the team from the options available in the squad? Absolutely when everyone's not. fit? No. Absolutely not. Who would no. you start? Who do I start? If we, we play in the 4-3-2-1. In the 4-2-3-1, who's going to be your two? The two, right, okay, right. Ramsey and Arteta. Interesting. Other two. The three for me would be Riziki, Kazola, and Ozil. I beg to differ because I, I think Flamini, uh, the, Arteta for me, I think he, 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 he tends to give the ball away and take his eye off it a bit. He's not. I know he works hard. He's a good Arteta? player. But he's, yeah, I, I prefer Flamini to Arteta because Flamini battles and fights and that puts a, sends a message through the whole team. Whereas Arteta, I think he's, he's he just a, he's a bit... He's off his long sleeves. He's though. a little lay... lay uh, yeah, like, yeah, dare I say lazy? Lazy, he's a bit... And oh, I hate the way he goes down for nothing and always tries... And, and he loses possession. He's a bit He's a bit slow, I think. I don't, I, I don't getting, think he's quick. He's 32 now, maybe play Flamini or Arteta. Mm. They're certainly not a pair of them together. And Interesting. Flamini cuts his sleeves. Flamini cut the long sleeves off of his shirt at Old Trafford. And, um, Why did he do that? Because he didn't want to play in long sleeves. And, and but hang on, what, whatever happened to our captain's rule of yeah, all for yeah, one, we all wear that's the same sleeves? That, that's why he cut it. And little Vicky Akers got very upset. I bet he did. Especially yeah. if they had poppies on them for like Remembrance Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. he was very angry that he cut up the um, shirts they planned to kind of auction for charity. Yeah. 
after the match. They had a blazing round on the, the touchline after the match. How can you cut an Arsenal shot you? that's given to you? The Flamini one with What's the short sleeves is probably worth more now. Yeah, exactly. It's the one Flamini cut off. I know, but what? what? Oh, well, it's one of those little aberrations, yeah. historical yeah. moments that... Yeah. Where, where, I, I was oh, totally unaware of that. He's not the first person to break that uh, that tradition, that rule. Any of you know who it was? Ashley who Cole. Was? Ashley Cole's the Ashley correct He um, didn't cut them, he actually wore short sleeves. He just refused to wear Whereas little Vicky Akers didn't give um, Flamini permission to do, do that. Mm. Oh, right, okay. Okay. So, so it's we still have that rule though, don't yeah, we? The, the whole catch and shoes. Yeah, um, for me, he got a pair of scissors, and so the, the sleeves were fraying during the match, so it wasn't cut properly. Who's, who's, uh, who was captain of, uh, during that match? Vermaelen. Arteta. Oh, Vermaelen, you're right. Absolutely, Vermeulen, he's club yeah. captain. Yeah, yeah. He's still club captain. He is. He That's why he played for fucking. If you were, cal- if you were club, he's the club captain. If you were club captain, I mean, you spotted Arteta, sorry, um, Flamini, with the cut off sleeves. What would you have done on the pitch? Oh, I, I'd be Tony Adams. I'd pin him against the dressing wall at some point. Well, that you didn't notice until say ten minutes into the game. I'd, I'd, next time, was, I'd say stop the game. <laughs> yeah. Stop the game, and I'd say everyone would go what? Well, maybe what you do is you rip the shirt off him. No, what? Would no, you want? Get no, booked, would you, and would get you, him booked for, for <laughs> defying Arsenal rules? Would you have asked the bench to give him a long sleeve shirt? Um, if I had only noticed that 10 minutes into the game at half time before the manager sat us down I would have pinned him against the wall Tony Adams style and make sure he didn't do that again Yeah, as yeah. Uh, Tony Adams used to do all the time yeah good because uh, nobody's bigger than the club no absolutely Yeah, if he, he knew what he was signing up for he knew that's a club tradition but his song is Flamini Flamini Mark who would your two in midfield be when everyone's fit Wilshire and um, Ujima Flip, Flamini. Interesting. Interesting. I think that could work actually, because let's face it, where can you really play Jack Wilshire? As one of At the, the moment, I have to say, Ramsey and Kazula and Ozil will be the three up front. Mm, no, not yeah. Riziki. He wouldn't play Riziki. I love Riziki, but I don't think he can last an entire season. And if you had to go for Kazula or Riziki, I'd just slowly yeah. have to go yeah. for Kazula. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say that there mm. hasn't been any. But Riziki's been great this season, though, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, his contract's up at the end of the year. Sparta Prague have already said they'd like to take him back, and then the papers have mentioned that Arsenal are going to be offering a new deal. Why so. we want to get rid of Riziki? Uh, well, he's a year older than Robert Perez was, and Perez was a lot better than Riziki is. So, so if, you, if you look at if you look at like you know that unmentionable person at Man United, Giggs, I've said it. Wash my mouth out. So he's forty. He's been playing for seven years longer than older than what Riziki is. If I mean, and, and we've suffered in the past from getting rid of our best players too early, yeah. and we can all probably roll off five names off the top of our tongues now mm. do we want to make another mistake with Riziki well, he might be 33 through, to be honest with you he might, he might be 33 <laughs> but he plays like a 23 year old well what we do is a player who's been injured the whole time he just starts to come good the whole team's doing really well and then we sell him that with Robbie yeah. Van Persie yeah. are we going to do the same with Riziki yeah. he's just coming good yeah, he's and the team's working good. around him and he's, he's, yeah. he's running at plays he's tackling that, back you know, that Liverpool game how brilliant was he against Liverpool brilliant and also in Dortmund he was brilliant as well Perhaps he spent such a long time not playing football yeah. he's actually got more years yeah. left, left in him because you know that's true he yeah. hasn't put in as many hours he won't be as worn out as jaded will he no that's a fair I mean, point can you, can you imagine Barcelona selling Messi if he's still you know three quarters of the player he is now mm. at 33 they won't well he's had a lot of lions probably he's probably been lying in yeah, you know, yeah. snoozing yeah. in the morning oh, yeah. and I'll tell, you what, tell me in Europe or South America or wherever where you can find a player as good as Riziki now and without paying less than about 50 million for him and Chelsea and Man City also being interested 
Well, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I'm evidently not playing Football Manager 2014. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, interesting. But you think that's going to be good for a game? No, not at all. It's where well, I was always Championship Manager when I was a kid. You know, nearly ruined your, your uh, degree when you were at university, managing your Southend United team to the I Champions League. I neither went to university nor played any of those games. It's what free. is the question? It's <laughs> free now, that, isn't it? That's it's all those games. Steve, Championship Steve. Manager. Is it free on Android and on Apple and stuff? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did the yeah. live version. Now he's yeah, marketing yeah. it. That's all I can play. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Mr. Rowlandson, a point that you raised with regards to Aaron, at the moment, um, he's, he's, he's playing so well in, in, his, in his role he fits in quite nicely uh, into the attacking three of the four-two-three-one. and as I'm sure it's a, a term of his contract Ozil has to play in the centre so Ramsey has to fit on the right um, do you think this is Wenger trying to fit square pegs into round holes to pick his favoured players at the moment or is that generally something that Ramsey can do he's no he's far better when he's playing in the middle we saw that well, the first option David square pegs in round holes we, we saw against Man United mm. Ramsey is not good when he's pushed out wide mm. is he Steve? Agreed, totally no well, I, I can't that. remember any game where Ramsey is you know played reasonably well on the right wing mm. he might have done something or created a goal or whatever but for 90 minutes he's not the same player on the right wing well no, I seem no. to remember seeing Ozil kind of pretty much a bit hiding a bit on the right wing during the Man United game mm. and really then that would have been a chance for Ramsey to go into the centre if Ozil's mm. going to be you know having an off day and he's going to be hanging around on the right wing a little bit I mean the whole team against Man United seemed to just be a little bit lacklustre maybe we just maybe we just had flu maybe everyone just had a nasty old flu they did. and they did well just to go up there and I've got to say we went up there and with the flu and a couple of players out Man United didn't look that great and, and had it not been for Robin Van Persie nicking that goal off his shoulder and, and I've got to say Giroud should have fucking well won that ball anyway I don't know why he didn't challenge him he just sort of mm. melted in front yeah. of Robin Van Persie but where was Ramsey though in the box though, just wandering around like an aimless idiot but mm. everyone was to blame for that goal yeah. they all well I saw a big number 12 shirt sort of crouching under well, Robin think, Van Persie before the corner I think it was a needless corner we conceded wasn't it yeah totally needless mm. corner um, from a third point of view, it was Van Persie having trained with that um, zonal marking formation for three, four, seven years when he was at Arsenal and just knew where to run at the right time. What, so, did, what did we think about his celebration? Did we think he should have... I couldn't, couldn't care that? less what one way or the other. He went mental, but rightfully so. I mean, once again, the Arsenal fans were singing that song, weren't they? About Robin, she says no, no. Mm. Robin, that, 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 whatever the song. Oh, not, not the accusation song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was being, you hear it loud and clear on the yeah. telly, being sung for the entire match, not being funny. If you're going to sing that, then I think fair play to him. Yeah. You, you mm. know, yeah, fine. Yeah. I didn't realise our fans were singing it's that. terrible as well, you know, when we're on the subject of songs. Yeah. Every away game we go to against one of the top four, Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, they sing the Arsene Wenger Sit down you Peter yeah. Yeah. Hang on a minute Spurs aren't a top four team Well nearly top, <laughs> nearly top four Thank you um, Yeah I've, what, You can, you, you can the, the police will film you Singing a song About Sol Campbell Or whatever mm. And they'll find who you are And they'll Put you in jail Or whatever 50,000 people Can sing that song About Arsene Wenger At Chelsea or wherever And nothing happens It's, mm. um, it's outrageous No I agree Steve Totally outrageous. Well, that's because there, there are laws against racist abuse, but there aren't laws against calling someone a paedophile. There's mm. no law well, against... Well, there should be. Well, no, well, there, there isn't, though. 
So you've got to go to Parliament for that one. Yeah. So off you go. Run for Parliament, Steve. So you won't, I, you're not getting my so I suppose vote. I also think they should be taking out a private prosecution against all of them. I think it's just it's it's beneath him, and he's just yeah. going to go. Oh, come on. It's it. unfair though that he has to he has to put up with oh, it. Oh, I'll give him his due for, for not uh, not throwing the toys out the the, the pram a bit. Although having said that, I remember one game that David Beckham was playing. I can't remember who was against Liverpool, probably. And you've got fifty thousand people singing um, "Posh Spice Takes It Up the Arse," and you know he'd only just got married to the girl. And yeah, you know, if it was any of us in that situation, might get our back up a little bit. And he got substituted, nearly in tears. I'm not saying that I started a charity or anything like that in Beckham's favour, but you know, I was on his side rather than the the, the opponent's fans. But where were you? Where were you? Did you ever stand up the North Bank in the 70s or 80s? Because I mean, what I mean, it's, it's posh spice takes it up the arse. So what? what? Big deal. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know that's a song. It's a football song. It's taking the piss out of it. You know, we used to... Yeah, it's talking about age, sex and his wife. Yeah. And sometimes you just, uh, you know, you call the referee, the you see UNT, you do, you know, it's, look, there are certain things, for me, right, there's certain stuff that's all right, it's a bit of fun, a bit of banter, right? And if you can't take well, that, you're not man, man and... Well, it stops at Posh Spice taking out the arse. So that is the limit, do you think? That's the limit for me, Posh Spice taking out... Sorry, I must stop saying that over and over again. <laughs> I was quoting the song, yeah. but, but I mean, for me, no, you know, racist abuse is not on, right? Simple, simple as. Um, things like having to go at a manager for, you know, whatever, right? But, uh, when they have a go at Wenger, it's so obviously such some yeah. stupid conspiracy started by some Tottenham fan. Seventeen years ago. Seventeen years ago. So why worry completely about it? Exactly. Well, he's not worried about. It. No one's worried about. It. Let him sing it. Sing well, it you're saying, saying that. We've been discussing it for four minutes. Yes. But Ambassador, then, would you say then that fans accusing another player of sexually attacking someone is that on? Well, Robin van Persie. Yeah, on your moral Well, we, 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 we were on his side for years listening to that, right? And I just went, hey, yeah, so whatever. Well, what about when he got a couple of years ago? It wasn't the 8-2, I think it was the game, it might have been the game before or after that, when Wenger got banished to the stands. Oh, he before, was sitting yeah. with the Man United fans. Was he was standing up, wasn't it? And they were standing up, they were standing up saying, Sit down, you fucking paedophile! Yeah. No, I think that's fucking outrageous. Yeah, I do. Of course it is. Yeah, I do. Of course it is. But yeah. it's a football match, and you're up north, and yeah. uh, the stuff that used to be sung up the North Bank, Steve. Are you serious? I mean, if that's you know that is that that is that that is just what football football songs are about. I used to go up with my mum when I was a kid. She used to laugh at them. I mean, it, you know, it, 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 some of it's funny. It's meant to be a bit ironic, stupid. Yes, it's ridiculous and it's stupid. And it can be a bit hurtful too. You know, people used to sing Tony Curry floats on water, everybody knows that dog shit floats. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, no, mate, I do agree with you, but what I'm saying is is that the Arsenal fans that moan and complain about Van Persie's celebration mm. can't really moan. Because if you're going to give it out, then you've got to take it. So mm. they gave him stick for the entire no, he's game. He's allowed to celebrate the goal. Then he can celebrate the goal. Yeah, mm. celebrate the goal. I was asking yeah. David's question. So, <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, he can. You know, he was more within his rights. Yeah, I think so. No, he's not within his rights even to live whilst wearing a Manchester United kit. He should, he, he should be shot at dawn just for wearing a Manchester United. <laughs> he kit. went there to win a title, and he did it. Fair, fair play, the fellow. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, do, you reckon he, do you reckon bollocks he's a traitor they're, 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 burn him there are rumours that he doesn't get on that well with um, David Moyes yeah. if he, he made it clear he wanted to come back 
Would you have Van Persie back in January? Uh, regardless of us, I don't think the manager would have him in a heartbeat. You don't think he would? Even though he said he, Robin is still an Arsenal yeah. player? He did say that. Yeah, but what reason did he say those four? Why did he attempts? say Robin's still an Arsenal player? Because if he didn't score on Sunday and Arsenal won 1 0, oh, Arsenal. Listen, if Robin Van Persie came back in January, right, that means he's been there for a year and six months, didn't like it, and come back. Come back, Robin, I would say. Yes, score some fucking goals. What? You don't fucking bet that. He's tomorrow. a footballer. Principles before personalities. Let's get some goals. I don't care. If he Listen, came back in Genghis January, Khan can play for fucking Arsenal if he scores goals. With this team, I reckon we would be guaranteed champions. Having said that, as a poll on onlinegoona.com will ask you at the moment, the only centre uh, forward better than uh, Van Persie at the moment is Luis Suarez. He's going to be available if the money oh, comes yeah, in. They they sell it would us. you have him? They wouldn't sell it to us. Yeah, okay, if we put the £60 million they want on the table, and we've got that money, as Mr Keswick and his crew told us at the agent, the, the money's there. And he's Genghis Khan as well. Do you think we could get Suarez for £60 million? Yeah, I think we could. Would you get him? Mark, if he was available for £60 million, would you take him on January the 1st? Yeah, too right. No. Even though he's a cheating 52, racist 52, with... 52.50, and he's got to promise not to be a cheating racist with dodgy teeth. Yeah. If he's, not, if he's not a racist anymore, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll take him, whatever. Everyone deserves a second chance. Alright, no, fair enough. Well, I just don't think they, even for 60 million, I don't think, you know, they, they would take the piss out of us again. We go there with 60 million, and they'd say, what, what are Arsenal smoking? They'd go, hey, hey, 70, 70, give us 70 million. Do they think we're going to sell Suarez to them, even for 60 million? Hey, we're giving them an excuse to take the piss again, aren't we? It'd be amazing though, Suarez, wouldn't yeah, it? He'd he'd be younger than Van Persie, isn't he? He would be brilliant. Yeah, he's only about 26, 27. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You, could, you could get him for 60 million and mm. sell him for 40 and three Oh, he'd score goals. Yeah. And what would, what would the sort of service he'd be getting? Be phenomenal. From that front three. I'd rather have him than Van Persie though. Oh, yeah. Well now, it, it, why go back to Van Persie? Yeah. Yeah. Van Persie's, Van Persie's drawn his line Van Persie's 31 next August. He's, he's, uh, he's a right dodgy geezer though, but you know what? You've so got some... Players, the thing is, I remember Ian Wright kicking Schmeichel in the teeth. And Ian Wright had a... He, was, he liked to get stuck in that. Oh. Marsh's oh, style. And he, yeah. was, he was a naughty boy, but you need, you need a bit of naughty up front. What <laughs> would you give to a 25-year-old Ian Wright playing for Arsenal from January onwards? Which is well, exactly what I said to him last season when I met him outside the Wells Tavern. Oh my god. <laughs> it's interesting. Oh my god. It's interesting. <laughs> that would be heaven on earth. I did yeah. say that to him. I said he loved it. He was great. He's brilliant, right? He's just yeah. like, he's one of us. He's like a total. You're just, you're right. just, but, but, you, you would not feel in awe of Ian Wright. You'd be Righty very, or Henri? Uh, righty for me. Oh, Mark. Henri. Henri. Even David though Henri. Oh, I just love writing. Well, I'll leave it. I'll go writing. Well, you say that. The next issue of the Gooner is out for the whole match in early December, and the free calendar we're giving away with for 2014 is about wow signings the club have made. Gents, tell us all about one that you can remember. A, a proper wow signing. Apart from Dennis Burkham. Apart, well, I was just gonna standard, say, apart from I was just going to say Dennis Burkham. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Nicholas. How many no, years are going back? Um, how long's a piece of string? Alan Ball, 1971. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a mega signing. I've got to have Red Boots as part of my contract. He was a World Cup winner. And Everton's, he was, he was the equivalent. It was Everton's Wayne Rooney at the time. And well, you, you know, he was a yeah. bastard. He scored goals, ginger hair. He, he was the best midfielder in, in, of the England team at the time. Okay. We were the double champions. Signing Alan Ball was a statement of intent, much like signing Ozil is now. Mm. And... That was a mega sign. What about Eddie McGoldrick? I liked Eddie McGoldrick. <laughs> that was 40 grand well spent. 
Well, well, it was one to me, I think it was, not it? Can't talk about the other 40 grand. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, thinking about that, the issue itself has got a feature on Arsenal signings that made you groan. So going around, from my, from the right wing to the left wing, um, you, your favourite Arsenal, wow, signing, and your favourite Arsenal, oh, Jesus Christ, well, not signing. Well, signing. Well, it's got to be Bergkamp, hasn't it? Okay, well, although Liam Wright comes close. Because Palace are my second team, and, and they're my local team. Yeah. Second so, team? In, in the same September league. 1971... Sorry, September 2001 when we signed Palace when we yeah. signed um, Ian Wright so who yeah. do you support when we play Palace Arsenal of course really you sure you may hold under questioning so basically when we signed Ian, when we signed Ian Wright in 2001 knowing how great he was at Palace yeah. and what an idol yeah. he was there 1991 sorry 91 sorry when we signed when we signed Ian Wright in 91 uh just hearing it on the radio, on you know Radio Five or whatever it was, and Arsenal have announced the signing of Ian Wright from Crystal Palace. You could have knocked me down. But I, I, do you know what? I, I felt like I'd scored the winner at Wembley. Mm. So for me, probably Ian Wright. You know, there are rumours that apparently George Graham turned round or got David Dean to turn around to Ron Nodes and say we want one of your centre forwards for two and a half million pounds. Uh, he says, which one would you like? And Arsenal say Mark Bright. To which uh, Ron Nodes says, well, in that case, you can have the other one. Really? Apparently so. Oh, I hope it's well, regardless yeah. of whether it's a rumour or not, we turned yeah, that well, okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Your favourite groan signing? We've seen that Arsenal have signed someone that's made you punch the wall or go for a long walk. Mm, oh, it's got to be the guy from Man United, isn't it? Which one? Sylvester. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. You bastard, that would have been my choice. But to be honest, if they're prepared to play for Arsenal mm. and become one of the family and become one of the boys, one of us. Yeah. There's not really a grown signing because I always look on the bright side and think, yeah. oh, they might have been shit up to now, but now they're going to be great because they're playing for yeah. Arsenal. But with Sylvester, we didn't really live up to that. Uh, yourself, Mr. Robinson. By far and away, my favourite ever signing is Sol, Sol Campbell. Just because I remember the day signing was, my, I think it was my 26th birthday, something like that. And so I thought I'd treat myself to an Arsenal kit with Campbell 23 on the back. I remember strolling around, Ballon Waitrose, with it on, <laughs> emblazoned, and this first time, you can't do that, you can't do that, almost in tears, what was going to hit me, I've never been happier, I think it was the last time I bought a shirt, but no, that was the best signing of all time ever, and um, magnificent. Do you know what, walking around supermarkets in your Arsenal shirt, when you've just beaten one of your rivals, or any good team, or if Chelsea have lost and you've won, go down to Tesco's the following morning, in your Arsenal shirt, it's so proud, yeah. isn't it? You walk around there thinking, hey mate, I support Arsenal. Who do you support? <laughs> Whoever you support, they're not as good as Arsenal. Yeah. And I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Brilliant. You can get away with it in a supermarket as well. Um, anyone we've bought that's made you uh, throw the car keys at the, at the TV? I'm quite similar to Steve in that I think there must be a reason why we signed him, but I knew when we bought Jimmy Carter, he probably <laughs> Jimmy wasn't going Carter. I knew he probably wasn't going to become a world class player. Jimmy Carter, bloody hell. And, obviously, and he was a gooner. You know, oh, yeah. and it was well, very well documented that after his bad time at Liverpool, he was coming home, his family was on the North Bank for years and years, and who can remember his two goals in that marvellous victory against Southampton, but he never really lived up to much other than that, did he? So, um, no. prove me no. right, poor, poor little Jimmy. He had talent, didn't he? Same as McGoldrick, they had talent. Well, Jimmy Carter, I mean, sometimes he, wonder. We got him from Liverpool, you know. So he was very, so he was a bit, just, yeah, he was a bit McGoldricky. I know, sometimes wonder how much of that was George Graham not bringing the best out of him. Yeah. Go on then, Mr Goldstein. Well, for, it's obviously Dennis Bergkamp. Uh, I wrote a bloody song about him, and he's my all-time hero. Available um, for 69p on iTunes. It's just available for 69p on iTunes. Which I, I have purchased myself. I thought it was 72p. 
Well, I might have gone up since I bought it. Yeah. 79 now. Well, anyway, Mr. Burkamp, not, not a band. By the, by the band, yeah. But is that correct? That was the name of my band back then, yeah. yeah. But right, um, now, uh, now then, now then. What was now I then, now then, now then. Uh, the worst signing, no, or the best signing. Though, can you? Yeah, yeah, I'll go for the best signing. Do you know what? I'm going to go recent. I, I could go trawl through the annals of history, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for Ozil now, because that, wow, that was a wow. Yeah. I didn't think that would happen. And it could well be that Ozil is the beginning of a new beginning for him. catalyst, that This day. could be that this, he could be like, because he might attract other players, and you know what? People want to play on a team. We're mm. now, we're, we, we, we read on the register, whereas before it was like, do you want to join? Apparently in Germany, the other German teammates of uh, uh, Murta, Sacker and Podolski were, were making jokes about the fact that what you wanted to go and join Arsenal for and stuff like that mm. so there was a bit of a bit of that whereas now it's sort of like oh right okay they all like by the way I was just over in Berlin and they they are that Arsenal on their sports show they've got a thing called sports show right which is like match of the day but it's at six o'clock in the evening straight after like the final whistle they show it straight away they don't mess about oh, and they have all the, all the highlights straight away afterwards and they always show Arsenal now as oh. well no we're, we're just like we're their kind of English team <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's great so it's like you go there and you just See, and I saw the highlights of the Arsenal game, the, the Liverpool match, before I saw the uh, b- 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 before it. We would have done here on match of the day. Brilliant. So it was like brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. So um, so with the French national team, with their favourite team in France, with their favourite team in Germany. I know. I think worldwide brilliant. we are appreciated for which is quite, you know Wenger's Wenger's held in highest. I'll tell you, well, good, I'll tell you, he's a good German player. That Hummels. From Dortmund, almost. Oh, Hummels descent half. He is a brilliant player. Anyway, I'll go for Özil, and the worst. I'm going to keep it local as well, time-wise. It's fucking Bentner again. What the hell? When I heard, it's not a signing, but the fact he's come back and he's standing there, coming on with five minutes to go or ten minutes to go against Manchester United. What what message is that sending to the rest of the team? And how shit is that? Talk as well. I'm just groaning big time about this guy mm. he, what is he doing in an Arsenal shirt he is doesn't it, want yeah. it, he's, I mean but he is yeah. the second highest scorer at the club with 45 goals what of all time no yeah. uh, in the current squad I was going to say none of them have been scored in the last three years <laughs> yeah. he's got more Arsenal goals than Theo Walcott yes 45 no, oh, Walcott's number one. Yeah. Oh, right. oh sorry, sorry, I was going to shoot myself. Yeah, but that's yeah. only because look, forty-five goals. Look, just give Ramsey, a, give, give, look, give some of these players a bit more time on the pitch. Yeah, the yeah. same. Forty-five goals. He's the second highest scorer at the club. I can't believe you dismiss him that easily, Basley. Dismissed. Case dismissed. How many goals has Theo got then? He must have about thirty. No more. That's sixty-seven. Yeah, I think. What Theo? Probably。他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's他's
Photographer Mark Leach writes about photo he took after the semi-final replay in 87 at White Hart Lane in which David Rowcastle is being embraced by a fan. It's a great story. Um, £2.50 outside the stadium on your way in. And uh, with that, I'll leave it back to our, our host, Mr Udo. Finally, the usual reminder that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Do you have any emails today, David? Uh, no, actually. Oh, actually, no, I, I got a few, uh, because uh, we were worrying we didn't have enough um, enough um, uh, content to talk about. Thankfully, this didn't come true, but um, I got, I did, I, on my Facebook page earlier, and uh, I got an email from Tommy uh, Pukrink, Pukrinkan, I think, oh, from Arsenal, oh, Finland. Oh, oh, Friend of the hey, club. Tommy, he, once, hey. he once kissed the spy's shoe. Is, yes. No! In, in, in <laughs> Phil Shankly style. Yeah. <laughs> in the Bailey. I remember I was there for yeah, that, because the um, oh. Alistair Campbell was doing an article yeah. about Spurs players we hated the most. That's and we were getting a post-match drink. Yeah. After going against Black Blackbird, where we drew That's, three all. Is that what it was? Yeah. He messaged me earlier to say that Arsenal... Arsenal Finland are coming across for the Southampton game on Saturday and I said as a treat my understanding is that Wenger's going to play Jenkinson at right back and uh, Tommy told me to fuck off <laughs> so that was quite nice that's so not really a, that's not really a letter is it huh? not really a letter that it's more of a comment no just a comment on my Facebook page for, yeah. for, if anything so it's, not, it's not serious about Jenkinson playing we haven't got any letters unfortunately and Jenkinson's not even finished he plays for England well, so well he's all kinds of he did, we, had, we had to re-qualify him as an English player didn't we he's sadly doing two games for France this week He's, uh, he's been on the bench in the first one. Good. Didn't come on. Good. Oh, just a quick question. Southampton coming up. What does everyone reckon? <laughs> it's a fair question. Be fair, Three you points. Got, you bet this host of an argument. Three points. Oh, no, no, Three there we go. Best. There we go. I'm going. If we're going to go to United and lose every year, then we're going to beat the likes of Southampton no matter how good But you are. say the likes of Southampton, they're, they're third, in third yeah. position. I know they are. And they, 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 they go around beating people these days. I know they do, but they're not going to beat us. They've got the second, second best defensive record in Europe after AS Roma in Italy. Doesn't matter. We'll, whoever replaces Giroud right. I had front, a very very as discussed earlier will score against two or I had a, oh don't but we'll beat Marseille by a bucket load who cares no but I, I, I had a very very lucid dream no. No. but it was no, actually no. in my dream it was Crystal Palace funnily enough yeah. and we were winning 3-0 and then we lost 5-3 um, but it might be that Palace is how I usually that sort of esteem I hold Southampton in so that might have been a mixture but dreams go in reverse so it might be that we're 3-0 down and we come back and win 5-3 if that, that happens I want rec serious recognition that's uh, if we're serious about winning the title this year and we are and we've only lost one league game since August two since March Southampton is a given if Southampton win though they're serious title contenders discuss yeah. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we'll do it next time <laughs> gentlemen uh, I can't thank you enough for your company yeah. this evening and so I must say goodbye to each of you uh, many thanks are we uh, finished? yeah oh, no, I was halfway no, no, no. half through reading this out that's why Kev's over oh, oh, I'll do another one in a minute no we can I'll be doing the following Thursdays one after this like they do the game shows we'll leave. TV. get on with it right okay um, so many thanks and goodbye from all of you uh, Steve goodbye uh, the Dom Viva Los Cañoneros. And Mr. Owington. Au revoir. We'll be back in the middle of December with our next podcast. And until then, this is your host, David Udo, saying thanks for listening. la di da di da la di da di dee Oh, good friends and jolly good company. Way.